Look at that. We're in. <laughs> Look at that. Harder to get into a podcast than it is to find a doctor who will treat your lipedema properly. Eh? Uh, well, that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> Why, hello. My name is Dr. Joshua Walrich, and welcome to my podcast, Willing to be Wrong. For those of you who may have just stumbled across this and don't know me, I'm an NHS doctor, author, and unintended influencer, currently on a year out from the hospital to study for a nutrition master's. Now, having taken a few weeks off from posting an episode, I'm going to claim that was deliberate, and this is simply the start of the second half of season one. But in reality, I've had an incredibly busy last month, including the release of my debut book, Food Isn't Medicine, which I was absolutely honoured to find out made it to the Sunday Times bestseller list. I honestly can't really express just how overwhelmed I've been by the positive responses so far. But my favourite probably has to be the one-star Amazon review that said I discredited myself because I was, and I quote, closing my eyes to chicken periods. But maybe that's a conversation for another time. If reading a book challenging your preconceptions around weight, health and food sounds interesting to you, it's currently available to order online. But today I'm really excited to introduce you to my guest for this episode, Zoe Pierce. Zoe is a 28-year-old mother of two from the north of England who was diagnosed with lipedema at the age of 24, although it was something she recognises as having had since a teenager. For the last few years, she's been trying to do as much as possible to spread awareness whilst at the same time learning to accept her body. In this episode, we talk about what lipedema is and how it affects her and why it's a condition that is still so under-recognised. Doing fine. <laughs> Good. Well, what I'd love to talk about today, if possible, and thank you for messaging me, because actually um, uh, being bold is a good thing full stop in life anyway. But also, secondly, <laughs> whenever I mention lipidemia or lipidemia, how would you how do you say it as a... I just say lipidema. Yeah, lipidema. Okay, let's lipidema. go with that, because I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> lipidemia sounds more American anyway, so let's go with lipidema. Um <laughs> whenever I mention it in my stories, I either get people going, oh my word, you know what that is? And I'm like, kind yeah. of, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, and then, or or I get people who will message me about certain things like lymphatic drainage massage, who yeah. will say, don't forget that this can be helpful in lipedema as well. I'm like, yes, yeah. no, you're right. I, that should be a caveat to what I'm talking about because I'll often say this is utter nonsense because vast majority of the time it is. Um <laughs> So, so I'm I'm really grateful you you messaged me because I think it's I think it's really interesting. Um, I think it's a very worthwhile conversation to be having because yeah. the vast majority of people and doctors don't really know what it is, despite the fact that it's actually it is on the NHS website as a condition. Yes. So it's, finally, it's validated in the sense of like, if you Google it, it's not like it's back end blogs yeah. it's kind of like yes this there is an nhs website page on this this is yes. a made-up thing that people are like <laughs> you know so i'm gonna stop waffling i would love to hear from you um about your experience of lipedema kind of if you can explain to me treat me like i have no idea because i might be wrong about some of this stuff because i'm not an expert um t- tell me what it is um and yeah let's let's just chat is that all right yeah of course it is uh i've I literally spend most of my life just talking about lipedema. I think it's like since I was diagnosed and then had my kids and I kind of like, I, I don't know, I kind of felt like I lost myself a bit. And I was like, wait a sec, I've got this condition and I could be spreading awareness for it and making people know about it. Because like you say, it's a condition that not many people know about. Or if they do, you only know the little bit about it. Um, and it's a condition where a lot of people can judge you for and like you say Mm. quite a lot of doctors and medical professionals can just be like oh you're overweight or or it's how you're built um (laughs) and it is something that really it needs more people need to know about (laughs) yeah I, i mean i remember there was one uh one conversation i think i've only ever had one conversation about it in the hospital with with a consultant that um I can't remember why I brought it up, but there was a situation and I said, oh, I'm, I'm intrigued as to what you think of lipedema um, yeah. because this is something I've been hearing more about. I can't remember. I think I said, what's your opinion on it? And yeah. he, he basically kind of said, he, he kind of expressed that he wasn't convinced that it was a real thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it reminded me a little bit of 
uh, of ME and chronic fatigue syndrome. And I know it's very different, but it kind of reminded me of that situation where doctors Mm. are just kind of not sure. And I don't know why, why they're not sure. I think because, for example, part of lipidema and all for me and for many others, Mm. for example, if I have pasta, (laughs) my legs hurt so much and the swell and throughout the day my legs can get bigger and bigger and the skin around them gets tighter Mm. and if I said to a doctor my legs suddenly like swell throughout the day and they hurt and they're not pitting so there's no edema there yeah it's just them getting bigger you're not going to really think that's a real thing are you like yeah (laughs) so for people who have no idea what it is what in in like a nutshell what is lipedema it's an abnormal buildup of fat cells that don't respond to they don't respond you see they don't respond to like dieting and and exercise but obviously trying to be as healthy as you can can stop the inflammation okay um but that's different to inflammation is different to them actually being there right there's a different there's a distinction there (laughs) the fat cells inflame um, and then they can go back down and they can inflame again um but you can't actually get rid of them fat cells uh unless it's through liposuction but uh it can grow back after mm. liposuction um it's just it's it's a condition where i think it's it's been around for years um mm. but more people are only just talking about it because of social media i think i think social media is doing a big thing for it um apparently only 11 percent of women have this condition but again i'd <laughs> i'd beg to differ it's more well, you say only 11%. 11% is still a high. That doesn't come under rare, right? That's No. 11% that's, is a high number. It doesn't come under rare and it's rarely diagnosed. Hmm. That's that's the thing with lipedema. You can get women that have it that it doesn't progress on um, and it just stays as it is. They might have heavy legs. They might have pain, might bruise a lot, um, and, but they might just think, well, that's that's how I am. But that could actually be stage one lipedema because as well there's different stages. It can affect different parts of your body. It's just, it's a very complex condition. Mm. Um, and I get lots of women messaging me that will be like, what you'd class as looking at, like body-wise as a normal figure, everything like that. But they'll be in so much pain with their legs and doctors will just say to them like, nah, that's, that's just how you are you know, or whatever, when it actually could be lipedema. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's it's so different from person to person and it affects majority women, but it can affect men as well in rare cases. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, see, I, so, because for me, from what I, um, from what I've learned in the past and from what I've read, um, the way I would describe it or the way I've seen it described is it is kind of like an, uh, and I mean, we all deposit fat in different places, right? Our body chooses to, to store extra energy wherever um, yeah. and some people are more based on all sorts of things based on a lot of it genetics um, will choose to store it in different places but yeah. lipidemia specifically tends to be in the legs and sometimes yeah. the arms is that right yeah but it so avoids it's... certain areas of the legs like it's not like the ankles and the feet tend is or am I yeah so correct it... me. Do, do correct me <laughs> <laughs> so it what used to be said a lot is mm. it didn't affect the feet. Okay. However, more and more people are going to surgeons and these surgeons who specialise in lipidema and deal with it will say to them, you do have a little bit of it in your feet. Okay. And that's how we used to say the difference between lymphedema and lipidema because mm. lymphedema affects your feet. Um, whereas lipidema doesn't really, but like we say, now it's looking like it can. But lipidema, it can affect just your thighs, it can affect just your calves, it can affect your arms, your forearms, um, breasts, bum, hips. Uh, it can affect your stomach, um, but majority of the time it is legs. Okay. Yeah, so for me, for example, I've got it pretty much all over my body. Um, I mean, I've got excess fat as well. Like, hold my hands up to that, yes, because I've got such an issue with eating and stuff like that. But where, with lipedema, it's like I say it's pretty much all over my body, and I've got like really bad cankles as well, um, and I've had them since being fourteen. So <laughs> I've got quite a progressed stage. Okay. Um, whereas you can get people who can be in the sixties and just have it in their thighs, and they'll have like the really big hips and the big thighs, 
um, and then look like normal normal lower legs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that that kind of goes towards the potential underdiagnosis of stuff because it's yeah. not if there's such a variety in terms of in terms of where yeah. that can be and and the the extent of it um then someone someone like yourself who you has been there since you were a teenager um is less likely to uh, but I'm sure you can tell me I'm sure I'm going to ask you about some situations where <laughs> it has been definitely ignored or treated as something different because I'm sure that's that's been the case um but uh, that would be, I would imagine, slightly more obvious if that's the right kind of word to yeah. use. Yeah, it, it is more obvious, but as well, it is, it, mine can get, a lot of people think that when I'm doing, like showing lipedema, I'm glorifying obesity. When I'm like, well, you're obviously not reading the captions because I am saying <laughs> it's lipedema. And I, like I said, I openly admit, yes, okay, I'm overweight as well. I've got excess weight on me. But I lost seven stone two years ago and my legs didn't chip. They lost about half a centimetre on each leg. Hmm. And my forearms actually grew. Um, and I was like, this is lipedema. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can be so discouraging as well when you're trying your hardest and people are still looking at you and judging you. But it also kind of pushes me more to be like, well, this is an actual condition. Because like you say, I do think when you describe it to some people, they might be like, mm, sounds a bit made up. <laughs> Well, we live in a we, we live in a world where anything to do with fat is yes. is questioned, right? Anything to do with that, <laughs> anything that people are like, oh, you're just using it as an excuse. It, mm. Obviously, that it's oh, it's entirely unacceptable. But that is going to be the default position by many people yeah. because we live in a world that is very fat phobic and yeah. very weight centric and very stigmatizing of what people look like when it comes to fat. Yeah. Um, so I'm not I'm not surprised that it doesn't mean it's right, but I think it's um I think it's just a it's a perfect example of a condition where um where weight stigma has had such a big impact on patients and and people I know I, I use the word patients because that's the context I use it in but yeah. um, um where people struggle to get a diagnosis because there's yeah. an instinctive jump to well you're you you must need to lose weight that's all this is you just Honestly, must you just must keep fat in a different place to the other patients i've seen so therefore yeah that is the messages that i get off women that have been at the doctors and like i'll hype them up they'll be like i want to go to the doctors and i'm like yes go to the doctors you know we'll get that referral hmm. and they come back and they're like the doctor just said i need to lose weight and these women could be I don't know, like not even look like not even where the doctor should suggest that really. Not that, yeah. you know, <laughs> and yet they're coming back and they're like, doctor said I need to lose weight. But you get people as well that have lost loads of weight and they'll go to the doctor and the doctor will still go, maybe lose a little bit more weight. Yeah, but, it's a, it's a, it's an instinctive <laughs> jump to jump to suggestion, no matter what the context, is, unfortunately. And that's one of the problems, obviously. But but I think this is as well where you should people need to know the other symptoms of lipedema, such as, like I said, the pain, mm. the bruising, how it looks, the touch of it, because it feels different to normal fat as well. Um, and also like how I describe my legs is, do you know, like if you get a fizzy drink and you shake it mm. and you see the bubbles going up, that's how it feels like my legs, like I've got bubbles going up and down my legs when they're really hurt. Oh, okay. um, hypermobility, there's a lot of other conditions that go alongside lipedema mm. as well. Um, and hypermobility is one of them. And it's just, there's so much more to it than just big legs. <laughs> mm. But I think at the moment, as it's just getting out there more, big legs is all people seem to realise about it. <laughs> well, look, if there's, I mean... <laughs> medical conditions are complicated full stop whether or not they're yeah. whether or not they have a huge genetic component or not um but even more so when <laughs> there is likely to be a huge genetic component involved yeah um and so having <laughs> having something that uh makes it easier to recognize um is not a bad thing to start no. um so no. if 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 people's go to when they hear the word lipedema is um, is unusual fat deposits in the legs that that might spare the feet. Yeah. That's better than sorry, what's lipedema, right? So that's yeah. so we we that's... we've migrated to one that's better. <laughs> it's not perfect, but it's better. No, but it's, is it it's not? a start, and that's yeah. that's it, that's a thing. It's a start, and that's the best thing about it. And I am finding that what people that I'm talking to 
more and more doctors are knowing what lipedema is, um, midwives as well. Um, yeah. There seems to be more and more people that, that know what lipedema is or want to know and are open to finding out more about it, um, which I think is really good. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's definitely a step in the right direction. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I mean, see, what, what I'm intrigued about is is hearing some of your experiences, um, if you're happy to share them. Yeah. Uh, kind of going back to when you first started noticing something slightly <gasps> unusual, right? So, <laughs> you know, I, there there is a much, much wider conversation to be had um, and uh, about weight in general. And yes. I just wanted to, if I could, I know I've never spoken to you before, but I just wanted to, if I could, just say <laughs> you don't need to keep justifying yourself um, oh, yeah. because because you've done it a couple of times already. Um, and that's what I tend to do. I know I'm I not think. your dad, and I know, but but I just wanted to say I do. I know I know why you're justifying yourself because you you I would imagine you constantly have people making you justify yourself. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to do that with me. This is not. <laughs> You know, th this you, you don't have to justify <laughs> your body size with me because that is not the point. Um, I am not here to be telling you to, to be giving you some sort of like side advice on your weight. That's irrelevant. I'm not talking about this. I want to know about lipedema and the condition. Um, and, you know, we can have other conversations in the future about the struggles with with that and, and how the medical world has treated you because of your weight full stop. But right now, let's stop apologizing for it. If you, yeah, is that okay? And let's, I just kind of do that thing of where it's like, I know. you know. <laughs> I know, it's, it's standard. I know, because you, and, you know, because I would imagine you've had plenty of doctors make you justify it. Um, I've actually been, no, like doctors no? Okay. actually, Good. no, I've been very, it's just, I think more of the people online where, yeah. when I've got to justify lipedema and be like, where, the, where they're like, so lipedema but you're overweight and it's like okay but it's two totally different things mm. so I always feel like I've got to say like I know <laughs> okay well I'm glad you haven't had too many experiences with with doctors in that regard but um no, online is online is um totally yeah different. not fun <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so tell me if you can how when you were when you were 14 I mean you mentioned that as an mm. age and you was that the first time you started noticing something was it you said it was your legs at first I never noticed it. It was me okay. and my friend. And she literally just said to me, she was like, you're, you've got funny knees. Like you've got legs okay. that look like, I think she said I've got legs that look like plasticine. And oh. I was like, oh, do you think? Like she wasn't being nasty or anything. It was just literally <laughs> like, a, yeah, I was like, oh, really? So I looked down and I was like, I suppose I look a, bit, a little bit different to other people's, but I never thought anything of it. Hmm. And then um, as I got older, again, didn't realise much about my legs, like, didn't pay much attention to them and then uh I decided I was like oh, I'm gonna lose some weight and I lost weight and when I looked at my legs it got bigger and I was like I don't think that's meant to happen yeah so I went to my doctor and she thought I had lymphedema and by this point I had like my cankles were pretty much fully there um but when you look back on pictures you can see them growing as I'm going through puberty and everything you can see mm -hmm. them getting bigger mm -hmm. and bigger and I think, oh, I thought it was because I slept with socks on on a night. Okay. <laughs> I used to sleep with socks on. And I remember thinking to myself, that must let's be not it. do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's causing this imprint in my legs. I mean, it's a very um, valid assumption as a 15-year-old. That's perfectly is. fine. <laughs> oh, ju just for people listening as well who might not know, who, uh, might not know what, lymp uh, what lymphedema is, um, yes. ju just to give a, a brief, a brief, because I do know what that one is. So I'm good. <laughs> I'm good just to give a brief thing, the, your, um, your, your blood tra travels throughout your body and, and transfers nutrients and also fluid. And some of that fluid comes out into the tissues because it carries with it all of the nutrients your cells need. Not all of that fluid goes back into the blood to go back to your heart. So some of that fluid goes into what's known as the lymphatic system and it eventually drains back in to, to your venous system and your heart, but it travels via a different way. Um, yeah. So people who have uh, lymphedema have problems with the lymphatic system um, and the lymphatics are most obviously affected by gravity uh, because they they don't really work they, they don't have vessels that pump they kind of work and by the muscles moving around it but if it's not working properly it tends to pool with gravity in the legs so that so that's what <laughs> lymphedema is just a, a, yeah. in a nutshell um but sorry i just want because there might have been people listening going i what these are terms i haven't heard of either <laughs> what are these? So, yeah yeah 
<laughs> no, that's totally understandable. Like I went to the doctor and she thought I had lymphedema. So she put mm. me on water tablets for two weeks. Yeah. And she was like, we'll see what happens there. How um, old were so you took, here, by the way? I was 24. Oh, so, so I was 24. Quite a while then between yeah. first noticing something and then yeah, going because, to, okay. Like I said, I just thought, I literally thought it was because I was bigger. I was mm -hmm. like, but when, when you look back, I wasn't actually bigger. <laughs> Like, yeah. I just thought, oh, it's because I'm bigger. I've got these bigger legs. Um, and then she put me on water tablets for two weeks and nothing happened. So then she referred me to my local hospice, lymphedema hospice. She was like, they might be able to sort you out. Um, and then when I went there, the nurse straight away looked at me. And all she did was look at me. And she was like, you've got lipedema. She was like, I can see by your figure. She went, I can see straight away. Hmm. You've got a small waist. And she went, you've got big hips. And then when she asked to see my legs, she was like, no, you've got this thing called lipedema. Um, so the second person you saw knew that that was what it was. Yeah. So that's um, pretty, that's pretty damn good, right? Honestly, I've been so, <laughs> so like lucky with this yeah. because I know how difficult it is for people to get diagnosed. Hmm. But um, she did say to me, she was like, okay, so puberty can make, like make it progress. Pregnancy um, and menopause, they're the three main things. And I'd literally just found out I was pregnant at the time. So I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then I didn't really have t have time to process what mm. lipedema is and look into it. I just cracked on with the pregnancy. Um, and then when I had my little boy, like, luckily there's a midwife at my hospital that has lipedema as well. Okay. So all the midwives were like, because I was apologising when they couldn't get like, stockings on me and they had to use floor trans i was like i'm so yeah. sorry i'm so sorry and they were like we know what lipedema is don't worry like it's okay um and then i fell pregnant again straight away with my other little boy and my lipedema got worse i had to have an emergency c-section with him so surgery stress not letting my body relax like mm. chill <laughs> mm. and it just they got worse um so i did really let pregnancy really did affect me but it doesn't affect everyone's lipedema okay. and this is where it's so it's just such a confusing condition yeah yeah, yeah. well like it's, any condition there's always going yeah. to be for i mean for example to take it into something a bit more kind of widely known for example someone with crohn's disease um, yeah. with inflammatory bowel disease they, they they might find that certain foods don't work well with them but that could be completely different to somebody else with crohn's yeah um, because i so, think it's important to remember everyone's got different DNA, everyone's got different build-up as well. Mm. So how a condition might be with someone might be different with someone else. Mm. Um, and I think that's what makes it even more complicated, <laughs> like you say, like with all conditions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that can be, I mean, from a from a medical perspective, I can see that. I can see why that might be a problem with diagnosis, only because, so when something is still treated as a rare condition although if, yeah. if what you're saying in regards to I, d I don't know the figures but if 11 percent is is accurate that's not rare um <laughs> technically <laughs> that doesn't fall under the category <laughs> but if something is is still technically considered as a rare genetic condition then rare genetic conditions are hard to diagnose and so yeah. rare genetic conditions tend to be diagnosed on very specific criteria yeah right because it's because otherwise they wouldn't be rare Right. Yeah. If they weren't specific, they wouldn't be rare. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like there might be a might be a reason here. Um, <laughs> but so um, so I, I guess, again, this is me postulating about this kind of stuff. But I would imagine that's why there is a difficulty there with the fact that this doesn't sound like it's hugely rare. Yeah. That there's such a wide variety of how this can present that this that, that probably plays into from a not 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 deliberately, but from a medical underdiagnosis because it's being treated perhaps in the wrong way from the mm. start if that if that makes sense no that does make sense i mean treatment yeah At, with, with the treatment regards to things like obviously how to help lipedema mm. again it's still out there on what properly helps it yeah there's been a recent thing where mld has been said to help lipedema but and just describe what that is, sorry. <laughs> sorry, um, manual lymphatic drainage. Yeah, so okay. it's where you get the gentle massage um, and, you know, and then you get the, is it a lymph press? I don't know, the... actually. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I, know, I know some of the, uh, some of the, um, 
some of the manual <laughs> lymphatic drainage stuff I do know I do but yeah. I've, having never had one I don't know the ins and outs of it is there a lymph press so, at the end what does well, that mean it, it does be with mine <laughs> okay cool well there we go see this is look the podcast is called willing to be wrong this is the whole point right I'm here to learn this is great so what b- because the because the problem is right the reason why this has come up and I said this at the beginning the reason why this has come up several times on my Instagram from people that follow me is because lymphatic drainage has become a pseudoscientific wellness nonsense crap. Um, And it's become this thing where people will sell it as some weird, like, is your belly bloated? You should have lymphatic drainage and then you'll be thin. It's like, this is not what this is. That is is not. Unless your lymphatic system, and again, we'll get onto lipidemia in a second, but because that's why you're here. (laughs) Unless your lymphatic system is actually not working properly, and for the vast, vast majority of people, it's working fine. Mm-hmm. then a lymphatic drainage massage isn't going to do anything magical in regards to toxins, in regards to weight loss, which is what it's no. being sold as. Um, no. <laughs> but so so what I'm intrigued about is with lipedema being more related to fat deposition, um, yeah. do, do they know, have you had any conversations with people who are more knowledgeable than me as to why they think lymphatic drainage helps? Does it help well, appearance or just symptoms? Like, this is where this is where the liter- the change has mm. just came in. Literally just before lockdown, our hospice was saying we people with uh, lipedema probably aren't going to get MLD anymore because they've said looking at it, it isn't benefiting you. Oh, okay. um, how it it helped me for it helped me for about two days after. So I'd need to like you'd have it done and you'd literally just need to wee all the time. <laughs> and obviously you're wearing your compressions as well. And it's just like. This I mean, it's quite, happened. and for people that haven't had it, it's quite a procedure. Like, it's quite it it's extensive, it? I right? I mean, expensive. No, extensive. Did you say? As in, oh, I was like, <laughs> well, it's on the NHS. Hopefully, <laughs> it is on the NHS. Yeah, you can pay for it, but I'm hoping that you, if it's something that should help your chronic condition, I'm hoping that it's that it's yeah. Um, we live in a I mean, national health service still. It's good. <laughs> You could say it is, but when you've got two kids, it's the most relaxing time ever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't understand. Sorry. Maybe it's a relaxing time away from my puppy. Maybe. Maybe that's what yes, I... Yes, yeah? okay. that is That is what it is. <laughs> it's basically, you'd lie there for about the first lot's half an hour and it's a dark room and it's just gentle light touches. Um, but what's happened lately is it's more self-management. So they'll get you to do things that you're meant to be doing at home as well. So like, for example, you'd have to put your arm under your armpit and like do that way and stuff because of your lymph um, glands. Mm. Um, And then after that, you get put onto the lymph press machine, which basically I think looks like um, you're going fishing. And do you know fishing waders? They go all the way up to like, I think I've got one that goes like, what they put me in goes all the way up to like, Oh, I have seen pictures of this now. Yes, no, go on, carry on, (laughs) carry on, sorry. And you just sit and that's it. And mm. it pumps away at your legs and pumps away at your legs. And Sounds just lovely. Works its magic, and it's so relaxing. But it's on for about an hour, um, <laughs> and then straight away they're like, "Go to the toilet." Like as soon as you're <laughs> done, they're like, "Go to the toilet." And they're constantly making you drink as well. Yeah. Um, because, like you say, the toxins and everything. Um, well, I, I was actually saying the toxins thing is a bit of a myth. Just to clarify. oh, it's a bit of a it's thing. not. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's <laughs> not toxins Matt. that makes you need to drink. It's more that <laughs> no. it's more that if you're if you're draining lots of lymphatic fluid back yeah. into your circulation then your kidney your kidneys have to do something with that yes so in otherwise otherwise it will just kind of go back into your cells and you want to get rid of it yeah. you don't want it to go you directly to back into it yeah so no 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 toxins <laughs> if they mention toxins to you we'll we'll just have like, no we'll have words um and then you'll have that for about two days and then your legs like they don't change they do change slightly but it's not something that's that helps lipedema for more than a couple of days so sure. well again helps. lymphatic tissue isn't the main problem yes it's your it's it's, it's, it's fat the fat hmm. yeah um but some patients obviously that have lipolymphedema they still have it and patients that have lymphedema they obviously still have it hmm. so they are still trying to find ways to help and that's where the self-management comes in and it's still important to look after your lymphatic system with lipedema because the fat cells obviously are pressing down and mm. there's more it's, weight there is more gravity yeah, effect it, all sorts yeah. of things definitely for example and when you're pregnant obviously your stomach is bigger and it's pressing down your lymph nodes um mm. your groin so that as well can affect it and also that's why quite i'd say quite a lot of people but 
Mm. When they're older, so I always get told we need to be careful you're not going to get lymphedema because as you get older, my lymphatic system is probably just going to be like... <laughs> yeah, so everyone's get slightly less good anyway <laughs> as they yeah. age. But then when you've got all this excess... Yeah. Um, lipedema fat on it and it's hard fat like Mm -mm. you can see where surgeons have operated and they've popped out the lipedema fat and the big and you can feel it on your skin as well um and it just it doesn't feel nice and it it can make your skin hurt it can make like your touch of your skin hurt and it i just wish there was a bit of a an obvious solution for it that wasn't like it's going to cost you however much because the nhs don't do surgery <laughs> there's one surgeon in the whole of the uk that does it um but it's very limited and like i applied and i got declined um and so many women do and they just get declined because mm. it's seen as even though the nhs website talks about lipedema it says it thinks the surgery is cosmetic <laughs> which it absolutely isn't like yeah. i've said i've accepted my legs like i go to the beach i have my legs out i don't care but for me, it's the pain, the mobility, the everything like that. <laughs> that's, and I dread to think what's going to happen when I go through the menopause. <laughs> have you have you been in contact with people who have had operations to remove? Yeah. So, so how um, does how does that? Um, because obviously, if it's fat tissue that's that's very stubborn, right? Yeah. Um, again, putting putting aside the conversation about reliability of intentional weight loss and all that kind of stuff because that's a that's a very valid thing to be discussing anyway (laughs) even if you could reliably get rid of it by yeah by trying to lose weight but you can't because that's not how this this works it's fat tissue that's very stubborn and stays there and doesn't really doesn't go anywhere very easily it doesn't like literally when I did lose weight you could see on my stomach the lipedema fat like you could see and you could feel it all Um, and it's just like so if that's the case which obviously that makes sense the only solution in quotes would be to physically remove it right if it yeah, doesn't get removed any other way it's so, the only way you can get rid of it so how have people who have ended up having operations and uh is it just liposuction or are there more kind of it's a extensive... special type of liposuction it's it can't just be normal go to a normal plastic surgeon yeah, and get liposuction. Different fat, it's got isn't it? to be yeah it's got to be a lipedema someone that specializes in it and Thing is, as much as I said, oh, it can grow back from surgery, hmm. because this surgery, is it new? Uh, um, they can't say, like, oh, I've got a patient 20 years ago that I did it on and it's grew back. Yeah. Because yeah. it isn't being done. It hasn't been done for that long yet. So I guess the question is, is it actually growing back or is it that it's just continuing to progress as it would have done if you hadn't have had That's the procedure? It. That's and... the thing. There's... <laughs> It is. It's, it's really confusing. Yeah. No, no, no. We, I mean, we're not going to have, well, I'm not going to be able to give you answers at all. I'm not going to pretend to try to. Um, but what But what I am intrigued by is, it, obviously, you're saying it's treated as a cos, yeah. or it's thought of as a cosmetic procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, so people who don't have lipedema, such as myself, yeah. the instinctive thing that I think when I see it would be that it would feel very heavy and very uncomfortable. Mm. Those would be oh. the two things I would instinctively think of. Yeah. But you're, you you mentioned something about like fizzy drink bubbles and pain. And so yes. what is the other stuff that you that you experience from it? What, what is it so, that, it, it, that it, it causes? There's so much from it. Like, like I said, like it can be a simple case of how you're saying heavy. So if I'm sat on a chair and say, do you know when you put a chair in front of you and you're like, oh, I'm just going to hoi my legs up hmm. and sit like that. I have to physically like, lift my leg up be able to put it in um sometimes getting in the car getting in the car i'll trip over my own leg like you try it just won't lift and i'm like oh (laughs) um but you can you can get people do complain of like the pain um some people say toothache for the legs where the legs just throb constantly um the legs can get bigger throughout the day um you've got there's veins lots of um varicose veins yeah get varicose veins that are broken veins um bruising <laughs> like you bruise so quickly like my kids can it knacks but if they're running across my legs um and you can see where the little individual toe prints have been on my legs it'll just appear Why are you letting them run across your legs i know i don't have kids yet but is this a thing you just have to allow to happen <laughs> no the no now like as as i've got older like i'd probably say only the past year i've been getting pain 
Okay. Um, you'd look at me and you'd think you're in agony. But my sister also has lipedema and she's a lower stage, but she's in a lot more pain than me. Okay. So it's very... <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've only... Very, been, like, I've told my kids, uh, don't don't go on mammy's legs. Like, they know now and they, like, <laughs> know this itch. <laughs> yeah. So, so people who have had operations to remove some of the fat, have they found that the the associated symptoms and some of the pain has also improved mm-hmm. with it? So the pain goes. Oh, okay. um, they still get bad pain days, but the pain overall goes. The legs feel lighter. Um, that I can, yeah, that, that makes perfect oh, sense to me. Feels so lighter. I can imagine. But the, <laughs> it'll be like, oh, this feels so good. It's like taking off weights <laughs> around your ankles. That's literally how it feels. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... They still have to wear compressions. They still ad- surgeons usually always advise you to wear compressions. So some people might think, oh, getting surgery on lipedema is going to stop all my worries. And to a point it does, but you still have to do a lot of self-care and you've still got to do, you know, wear your compressions. Um, surgeons advise compressions. Some surgeons might say wear them all the time. Some might say wear them every now and then. Um, but <laughs> I say it's hard to say because... It hasn't been for that. It hasn't been for over a certain amount of years where yeah. surgeries have been happening. Hmm. Um, if it works, but it looks like it looks like it is working. <laughs> yeah, and they do get relief. I guess the the problem is is that if we're if it's being classed as a chronic condition, right? Yeah. If it's something that you can't guarantee whether it will progress, and you yeah. know, I th- I think it sounds like a safe bet to use the phrase progress rather than necessarily come back. Because yeah. if this is something that can progress anyway, then yeah. then assuming that then then the word progression makes perfect sense, where you remove some of the fat that's already there, but yeah. you, you know if you hadn't have removed it, you still may have ended up having more fat being deposited in that area anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, if this is something that that therefore sounds like a chronic condition then treatments for chronic conditions full stop when it comes to medical, the, the medical world. Treatments always, um, they're never perfect um, no. because they're always about managing symptoms yeah. as much You've as possible. You've got to manage it for the rest of your life. Yeah. And especially yeah. if people experience symptoms in different ways, then yeah. then it's then there isn't a one treatment fits all kind of thing for, for the people. Reason, and the perfect example for that is compression garments because you'll find some places push compression garments like this will help you. Some people, some places are like, no. But a lot of people that have lipedema, some find the help, some say they don't help at all. And it's one of them things where you, you can't say compression garments like, oh, they're going to they're gonna help you, they're going to work, they're going to, you know, stop it progressing. Um, all you've got to say is that some people find it does support them. I know for me when I wear compressions... Um, as long as you find the right fit because <laughs> hmm. they've got to be specially measured and if you get i've went like about two years where i just couldn't get the right measurements they weren't measuring me properly and it was horrible um but once you find the right fit for me i find a lot of benefit out of them they make my legs feel a lot lighter um i find my legs won't swell throughout the day um and i do find like the benefit but then i know hmm. people that struggle with them and they go even if i do wear them and i don't wear them there's no difference Hmm. So <laughs> I think a lot with the treatment of lipedema, it can only be what suits that person and their lifestyle and any other conditions they might have <laughs> hmm. and everything like that. <laughs> well, that's again, that that is how we manage most chronic conditions or how yeah. we should. We deal with yeah. it on a we have general recommendations. Um, but then we deal with it on a patient by patient basis and yeah. look at what works best for some people and try different options. And usually one, usually we have like a, almost like a hierarchy of options that we know that these things tends to work most of the time. We'll try that first. Then we work our way down. Um, obviously if this is something that is still new in terms of being recognized and being accepted as a valid condition, then yeah. we're not at that stage yet, which, which no. sucks. Um, <laughs> But hopefully that is something that will that that sounds like it's something that should come in time. Um, yeah, there's. I feel like there is usually updates quite a lot, and there's there is some like there's research here. There's research going into lipedema. Um, I think there's a lot of other countries. I think Germany is one that is really, really there with lipedema, 
and they're really like looking into it and everything. Mm. Um, I feel like the UK is still a bit, <laughs> we're still a little bit behind on it, but it's getting more and more known about. And like I said, I do find that medical professionals are more and more open about learning about it or mm. wanting to know about it. Because um, I think that most people will know someone with lipedema, even if they don't know they have it. It's mm. one of them conditions, I think. <laughs> well, if it's eleven percent of women, then that's then yeah. yeah we I we think all it's tend marvel. to know ten people at least. <laughs> yeah, that's just my from from my experience from the messages that I get off people every day, and I, it just seems that there's so many women it, out there. It but makes there's sense. So many, it makes sense if so it's an emerging that have it that yeah, yeah that, that don't know. <laughs> well, if it's if it's something that's emerging that people are only starting to recognise. Um, and there's a percentage, a rough percentage that's been put out there, then it's almost always higher than that, right? Yeah. Yeah, Just, I definitely think that. <laughs> unfortunately, that tends to be how statistics work. Um, <laughs> but, you know. No, I think, I think, that's, I think that's really fascinating. And, and um, I'm glad that you haven't, you haven't seemed to have come across too much, um, too much stigma from the healthcare profession. And when it comes no. to it, because I was, I, I'm surprised by that, but that's a good thing, right? Like, but it's, um, it's bad that I'm surprised by that, but I'm, but th- there's good reason why I'm surprised by that um, no, because most that, people would have. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I don't know, I don't know what it is. I mean, I hear stories every day of people that are, that are finding it hard, um, that are getting stigma, like you say, for medical professionals, there's people, for example, you could go where there's people with lipedema who want IVF but they literally have tried their hardest. They can't get that lipedema fat yeah, off their body. Yeah, I didn't think about that because that, yeah. that would still put them in a certain BMI category that would rule them out of, yeah. oh, ridiculous. Yeah, they can't, there's things like that and it's 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 things like that. Um, or for example, there was a woman that told me she went for a smear and the woman just was like, because she struggled with her legs, I'm going to refer you to our dietitian. And it was like, you're in the most vulnerable place. Yeah. Don't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't do that but, full stop, but definitely no, don't, be doing don't that do there. that full stop. Um, but going back to my doctor who referred me, when my sister came to an appointment with me um, to the lymphedema clinic, we said to the nurse, we were like, "Do you think she's got lipedema?" And she looked at me, she was like, "Yeah, I think she does. She needs a referral here." So we went back to the doctor, and my sister was like, "You come in with me." So I went in with her, and the doctor, we had to push her to refer her to the to the hospice. The doctor mm-hmm. was just like. How did it benefit you? What was the point? Just so that we actually really thought that she had lipedema. They haven't even looked at her properly. And I was just like, oh, yes. <laughs> she needs I mean, refer her and they can always, <laughs> they can always send her back and go, we were wrong. You don't yes. have it. That, that's <sighs> it. A simple referral where someone who's educated, like informed about lipedema yeah. will then be able to say yes or no. And that's it. And there are so many places out there. Some people go to vascular surgeons um, mm. and get referred to them. Or there's lymphedema clinics. Um, and they're the two main places where people mm. go um, for our referrals. And that seems to <laughs> be the ones that can help and can mm. diagnose and then show like, oh, well, we can do this, we can do this. But I think the main thing from it is you get support. And a lot of them do support groups. And I feel like that's how we are saying there about the um, treatment and how it is like <laughs> it's not one size fits all. Um, but one thing you do get is support. And it's so important because your lipidema mental health, it just it's it really affects you. And I think that's something that's getting talked about more and more as well, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was go- about the support. I was going to ask, are there uh, for people who might not have access to a GP uh, who takes this seriously? Um, who thinks that, that that they might do? Um, I, again, I'm not I'm not necessarily one to advocate blanket self diagnosis, but for yeah. a condition like this that is poorly diagnosed, um, it's definitely not a bad thing to be questioning: Is this something I might have? Um, yeah. If if it seems to fit, uh, you you can always be taught. You can always it could always be wrong. It could always be no. Yeah. But um, are there? <laughs> the reason I started that that sentence was: um, Are there uh, particular kind of support charities out there around lipedema. I'm sure there are, but are there some yeah. that you could <laughs> signpost people to that they might be able to get more information? They might be able to get more information on. So 
as far as I'm aware, there's only two. Hmm. And there's Talk Lipedema or there's Lipedema UK. And the both help support, the both hold like conferences. Um, I went to, honestly, I went to Talk Lipedema's two years ago and walking into a room filled with so many other women with lipedema, it was one of the most surrealist experiences hmm. ever because quite a lot of the time I'll look at, I'll just be looking at someone's legs. Like if I'm walking down the street, I'll be like, oh, no, no, no. I, I don't know why, but I'm just quite like, no, you know, normal legs. Yeah. <laughs> but going into a room where I knew people had lipedema, you just felt so so chilled and so relaxed and not judged and they knew what you felt and what you were going through and it was just an amazing experience so if you can if you have lipedema and if you can get a support network through that like to be able to just talk to people or or meet up with people when it's allowed Mm -hmm. (laughs) soon (laughs) fingers crossed (laughs) it really does help like it's so beneficial so I, i am really thankful that there's there is two charities out there um that do really help <laughs> good and so hopefully that can that that can signpost some people who want it because i'm sure there's stuff on there about i i would imagine i haven't looked at them i'd imagine there's like a, a title on one of the pages so you think you might have lipedema or some yes. you know signs that might that <laughs> might point you towards because so so if there are people that are, are listening and thinking you know i do have this slightly this I've always thought this fat here was abnormal. Yeah. This isn't. This doesn't feel like normal fat on the rest of my body. Go and go and have a read. Go and have a look. Um, yeah, definitely. And also another thing is just simply like on Instagram the hashtag lipedema. It's spelled annoyingly. It's spelled differently the American in the UK way. to America. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. And I think there's another way to spell it as well. Yeah. Um, and you'll find there on Instagram all the different types. Like, uh. you'll find the early stages where, unless you know about lipedema, you wouldn't be able to know that they had lipedema. Mm. Um, it's like that stage. And then you obviously go to the the further on stages, like myself. Um, and it's so interesting to look at and see all the different types. But I feel like the internet has really helped bring that awareness more as well and to get people to know about it mm. and to realise um more about themselves and oh, I might have this condition. <laughs> See, the internet's not automatically a bad place. <laughs> <laughs> to to those people that say that it is, just to clarify. <laughs> um, but uh, and also, I'm I'll put your um I'll put your Instagram profile in the uh, in the show notes for the podcast oh. as well. Um, because yeah, because I, you know I think it's firstly I would like I'm going to get a guest on and then like refuse to tell people how to find them. That would be rude. <laughs> Um, but There's also, just this random guest. exactly. Like I'm, I'm just. It's, her name's Zoe. You don't need to know anything else. Like, deal with it. Um, <laughs> no, it. no, no, no. I. But, but the reason I'm saying that is because you, you post a lot about lipedema. Um, yeah. And um, so it'd be. It's you know people. I, I don't want to bombard your DMs, but um, <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody to uh, to reach out to you too. So sucks to be you. Uh, <laughs> You can see what it's like for me. On a, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I can imagine. <laughs> no, but that's that's it. Like I find a lot of a lot of it is posted about lipedema, and also like the other sides of it, like finding clothes to fit. Because finding mm. clothes to fit when you've got lipedema legs, and you and you want to look okay, you want to yeah. feel good, it's hard. And you don't want to just um, stick to skirts and dresses. No, and also if you've got to wear your compressions, trying to find yeah. and in the summer. <laughs> compressions in summer is not fun um and also confidence as well i'm mm. very much about trying to get people to look past their lipedema because it can really consume you you can feel like that's all you are yeah. but i'm very much also like you, you you know you're okay and you can do what you want to do don't let lipedema ruin your life stop your life stop you from doing what you want to do um I just think it's important. <laughs> yeah. No, I can imagine. I mean, with a world obsessed with body image, full stop, and yeah. a world specifically obsessed with fat and body image, um, <laughs> you, I don't envy the fact that you have, you have hit the jackpot. If that, if that's not rude to say, you know what I mean, though. By that, no, don't I'm you? right there, Anna. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you could, yeah, you couldn't make it up. Um, no, it, it, it is like you said. There's body image there's everyone obsessed with fat there's 
it's just so much to it. But I don't think people take into consideration the effects that it has on you mentally as well and mm. everything like that. So it's, yeah, <laughs> if I can make someone feel that they're not alone, then that's, that's fine. That's all I want, I think. Well, look, I think you're doing a great thing. Um, and thank you for, for coming and chatting to me. Um, thank you for having me. No, not at all. Uh, I think I think that's really interesting. I I mean, you know, I, I forget sometimes that I am actually a doctor. And uh, and so, well, because I don't do like the doctor stuff on Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just like, yeah. it's in my title. Just but diagnosing everyone. No, I'm just like talking about other stuff that, that doesn't doesn't really have any relation to what I actually learned at medical school, which is which is fine. But actually, it's quite it's quite nice to have a medical conversation once in a while, um, even especially as it's about something I don't really know very much about. So it's quite fun. The to thing learn. is, though, I don't know much about it either. I just know like, what I know. Like, don't tell I people just that. Know my... Don't tell people that. Right. Actually, it's fine. It's right at the very end. They've listened to the whole thing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I just know my own experiences. I'm, the of whole course. medical side of it, I'm like... <laughs> Look, but, but again, you don't... Uh, obviously people are their own champion of their of their conditions right and that's a good mm. thing that the people champion the knowledge around their own conditions um but you don't have to be a medical expert because you have a condition um no. and you don't you don't need to beat yourself up for that i know you're not but i'm just some people do um <laughs> you don't have to beat yourself up because you you're not an expert on it um but of course with a condition like this that is underdiagnosed by the sounds of it um and still not hugely recognized as a valid condition um mm. there's even more merit to championing your own learning and your own knowledge around it because yeah they're, they're, as much as you shouldn't have to you, there's more um there's more need for you to stick up for yourself in regards to uh yes. what you have and the way that you get treated so yeah so yeah so thank you <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.